Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You show. We are on our fourth show this week, and I'm all excited about that. I don't normally do four shows in a week. We usually do two, and we had some really neat guests. Um, and the, the time worked out so that they could be on the show. We had the water, uh, the GM of the Watertown Rapids here yesterday, Brandon Noble. Uh, that's a collegiate baseball league out of Watertown, New York, playing in the Perfect Game Collegiate League. We're all excited to, to hear all about that. And uh, Monday was Coach Sanborn, another baseball show. We, I figured we had to do a lot of baseball shows to, you know, to kind of speed up the snow melt here in the Northeast. I think it worked. It's finally raining today. So, but Coach Sanborn was here, and he's from St. Joseph's College. He's the head coach there uh, for twenty for twenty six years, and uh, so he had a lot of really neat things to say uh, about goals and motivation and all that stuff. Um, I keep, I bring, um, I've been doing some baseball shows, some like student athlete shows. I had Annika Sorenstam on for a a high level golf show. Um, I've been bringing those types of folks on because they have such interesting things to say uh, about, you know, of course about their sports and so forth, but also about motivation and goals and, and just life experiences and how they maneuver through ups and downs and everything. And everybody's been so interesting to talk with. So um, if you don't love baseball, still give a listen to some of those shows because they've got some real life wisdom in them. Um, so author Beth Navarro is with us. And Beth, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a it's a joy to have you here. We haven't really talked to all that much over the years that we've known each other other than for like blogging on Best Ever You or whatever. You know, we've talked here and there, but not really yes. super in depth to the point where I know all about you. And I, I was like, wow, I probably should have made this phone call a long time ago, but we're going to catch up. Um, uh, for Beth sure. Is really- <laughs> Absolutely. Beth has really good buddies with uh, one of one of our joint buddies, Brianna Brown. Um, she's a veteran member of the New Hollywood, which is an awesome group dedicated to supporting socially conscious storytellers and change makers, which I love. Um, but Beth, you've you're at the heart of you. Is it being an author? Is that right? When I say author, Beth Navarro? Yes. Yes. That that is the heart of me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And uh, I know we share a love of children's books. And I have two yes. of your books that you were so kind enough to send to me. Oh my gosh, they're different too. You're kind of like I am. You 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 don't. It, they're different books. Um, sometimes they're very people, different. Uh, very different. Yeah. Sometimes an author will sort of stay in a lane of the pictures look the same, the story's sort of the same, you know, kind of thing. These are totally different looking. They're illustrated differently. Everything. One is called Grambo, <laughs> and the other is um, <laughs> Keek. Kiko the Hawaiian Wave. Did I pronounce it right? Kiko the Hawaiian Wave. That's right. All right. Which one would you like to talk about first? Um, Let's talk about Grambo. It was my first book. Oh, it's it's so adorable. Grambo, written by Beth Navarro, illustrated by Betsy Hamilton. And uh, yeah, tell me about this. Betsy did a beautiful job. She did. Yeah. um, Grambo, I, well, kids' books, first of all, I mean, I, I fell in love with kids books. I mean, there's something about writing for kids that this, this connection is made. It's, it's so wonderful. I, I love doing it. And Grambo, um, Grambo began, it's, it's based on my grandma, actually grandma Jean, um, who I grew up with. And um, we always called her Grambo growing up. And, um, and we never knew why it was just, you know, we called her Grambo. And then, of course, one day my brain went to, oh, what would what would that be like? What why would a grandma be called a grambo? And so I this story was born, and it's about um, a boy who finds out that his grandma is not your average grandma, um, that she is a secret agent. Huh. And <laughs> <laughs> and they get to go on some adventures. Together. 
together. <laughs> yeah, the, hint, yeah. Hint, the, the cover of the book is Grandma with a chute on, a parachute on, and it's camo. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. And they, um, I, this is published through Be Their Bedtime Stories, a fantastic publisher in California. Um, and they found, I mean, the, the, there's the, the perfect illustrator illustrated this book. Yeah. I, I love Betsy's style. It's kind of like a comic book style. Um, mm-hmm. which I I always loved, and it's just perfect for their adventures together. How'd you come up with this idea? Is Grandma um, crazy? Is Grandma, you know, like yeah. all out there? <laughs> What's your Grandma yeah, like? Yeah, I was like, Grandmas are amazing. I mean, they're just amazing people, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I loved the idea of exploring that idea of Grandmas can do anything. You know, and um, mm-hmm. and that's just that's what I want kids to get from it, and that is what they get from it. It's so fun to read this to kids because at, at the end they're always like, "My grandma can do this. My grandma can do that." It's really cool. Yeah, it it's um, it's it's just so relatable. It, it's uh, it's kind of it's out there in the way that you know, grandma's on all these crazy adventures and everything like that. But it's, I get <laughs> I, it's so funny. <laughs> Great. When, oh, when thank the, you. When the, well, you know, when the first line of the book is, my grandma is not your average grandma, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and this goes on and on and on. It's just, it's really cool. Cool. My grandma has secrets. Um, yeah. How many, okay, talk about, let's have some fun with this because so many people want to write children's books. Um, yes. Not a week goes by where somebody doesn't say to me, how did you write your children's book? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what? I get we get a lot of those types of um, you know a lot of those types of questions. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, how did you write your children's book? How did you become an author? How did you do this? How did you do that? Can you take us into the um, how? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't. I wasn't even interested in writing children's books for a long time, actually. But one of my one of my jobs I got was I I I got a job at a and this is a long time ago now but I got a job <laughs> at an independent bookstore um, here in California where I live um, called Romans amazing bookstore if you're ever here please check it out and um, it's and I you know I applied for the job I'm like great I love books I'm going to be you know working in wonderful literary fiction you know I love it. And then they were like, okay, we're going to put you in the kids department. And I was like, I was, I was like, really? Okay. I don't know anything about kids books besides when I read them when I was younger. And then what happened was when I started working there, I fell in love with these books. <laughs> they had to I, like, I did. I mean, say we're closing up the shop now. You have to leave. <laughs> exactly. That would sort of yeah. happen, to be honest, because me and my coworker, when we would close, we would just bring a giant pile of picture books and we just read through them because they yeah. were so much fun. And, and you got to see really firsthand how much kids connected with this writing and what it, you know, and what it could really do and create all this connection and empathy and all these things that I, that were important to me. Um, and so I really got interested in writing them. Um, and it really wasn't until I joined a a group called the society of children's book writers and illustrators, um, SCBWI as, as the people in the group know it. Um, and it's a nationwide, um, organization and I learned so much from this group. Um, they have conferences, and it's all just about learning the craft and learning about the business. And um, so I really immerse myself in learning about the business of it and how to write them. And, and it was, it's such an amazing group. And um, I still, still go to their conference every year. It's very inspirational. And I just learned. I just read a lot of books, and I learned a lot about the business and then I felt ready, and I mean, you know, I just, you know, started writing yeah. books. I wrote, Grambo was one of the first ones that I wrote, um, and and then, you know, you go through the querying process where you mail it out to publishers, and, you know, I got plenty of no's. That <laughs> happens yeah. all the time. So you get plenty of people that, yeah, yes, as you know, oh as a writer, gosh. that's, you can't avoid that. That's, that's going to happen. But, you know, I ended up finding the the perfect publisher for it who really loved the story, and um, and I, I loved how it turned out. 
So I I have a question for you. Okay, I'm going to admit something as well here. Um, nothing too crazy, but you know, on the Society of Children's <laughs> books, but yeah, you can don't don't brace yourself. It's not that crazy. Um, the Society of Children's <laughs> book writers and illustrators. So when you join something like that, does it ever feel like you go there and you sort of are like, well, everybody's better than me? Uh, oh. I, sometimes I go to stuff like that. And it has the opposite effect. It's like, well, I suck, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. there's this feeling of like, oh, and, and I find myself sometimes um, having to put myself back together again from sometimes things like that. No offense to this. I've never been to this or anything like that. I'm not saying it right. specifically about that. I'm just saying in general, um, when you're really rookie and really starting out and you really mm-hmm. got sort of, you know, sort of like this pie in the sky uh, approach, sometimes, yes. you know, reality hits and it's like, Oh, how do I really actually market that? How do I really actually do that? So it looks good and it's priced totally. right. Yeah. You want yeah, to talk I about that? Exactly, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, because I've definitely been to certain things where I feel like that. But what I liked about this organization was actually that it wasn't that. Because when I went, huh, awesome. it was like, it's so welcoming. It's And I don't know if it's just the nature of children's book writing, too, because the group is just really tight. It's They're very supportive and helpful. And it was a vibe great I really to liked. Hear. And I, I, that's what I loved about it because I, I remember going to my first conference. It was a writer's day that they had here in L.A. And I remember being like, okay, I'm going to be the wallflower because I can, you know, when, I, when I'm in situations like that, I get really shy. I can, you know. Yeah. And, of course, you're in a group of a lot of writers and artists who are introverted, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I think yeah. that's what you, I think that's sort of the bond, too, is everybody sort of feels that way. And I've met some of my best friends there, and they really give you access to a lot of, like, editors who speak or agents or um, great authors who are, you know, you don't feel small. You feel like, oh, Good. I'm part of this, you know, which I, which I loved, I've, and I still love that. That's what I love about it. That's that's great to hear, and that's settling too because it doesn't scare me off. Sometimes I get scared off like that because I think at heart, yeah, you know, and I think a lot of people do too. It's it's sort of daunting. Yeah. You're like, oh, you know, um, yeah, that's that's fabulous to hear because um, that's yeah. such a cute book. Um, good. Um, okay, so let's talk about the other one now. Kiko, the Hawaiian yes. Wave. Where is Kiko. this one newer? This one's newer. This came out a couple years ago. Um, Yeah, this one was inspired. I I went to a trip to um, Hawaii, and um, I um, was hanging out on the beach. And I mean, I am not a surfer at all, by the way. I don't. I don't. I'm not athletic that way. But I. um, But I would be hanging out there, and I, you know, all the surfers are around, and the culture was so fascinating to me. And um, and so Kiko was inspired from that because Kiko is about he's a small ocean wave who desperately wants to find his surfer and become a big wave, but he's just afraid. <laughs> he's afraid to venture past the safety of the shore, and um, and so he has a chance to prove himself, like in in the story, which which I really liked. And, yeah, I was just inspired because you hear, like, you know, you hear surfers say things like, I want to catch my wave today. I'm going to go catch the wave. And I was like, you know, my weird head, like, thinks, like, well, what if the wave, yeah, what if I flipped it and the wave was thinking the same thing? And and I'd like to say, too, when Be There Bedtime Stories also published this one, and I, you know, writing it, I was not even thinking about the illustrations (laughs) at all. And I know they were like, okay, but how are we going to draw a wave personified? And I was like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) I guess um, they get to figure it out, don't they? (laughs) I'm like, well, hopefully you find somebody who can do that. Um, But we actually ended up finding um, Cammie Abel, who um, she lives in San Diego, actually. She is a surfer. She knows the culture, and she's an incredible illustrator. And... um, she, I, I, she took on the challenge, and I thought she did a really beautiful job. Yeah, she did. Come to life. It's beautiful colors yeah. too. I've never seen a book uh, 
so uh, the colors are just neat. I don't know. I've never seen anything quite like it. It's, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to explain. Um, so everybody, I guess you get to go buy her books <laughs> and, and look and see it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, very it's, whimsical. It's I love it. I love it. I heard she did such a beautiful job with it. Yeah. Well, yeah, the colors, um, especially in the beginning of the book, the colors um, look like almost like a sunset or sunrise. They they fade into other yes. colors. It's hard uh-huh. to explain it without looking at it right in front of you. I know it's it's hard on the radio guys to give you a visual, but it's really <laughs> neat. But it, the book is um, the book is like all sorts of greens and blues and aquas and um, some purple and everything, and it's it's beautiful, really really beautiful. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah, it came out so great. Yeah, and okay, so tell me, give us some, give us a little secret here, if there are secrets like that. Where are you in your books, or are you, or are your kids, or how's that go? Um, what do you mean, like, oh, like how how do I fit in there? Yeah, you know, sometimes authors write about themselves or write about their oh, kids yes. or you know little things. Yeah, where where are you or your kids or whatever in your book? I'm or if always, you aren't, that's I think I'm always. I always have to put myself in that character, right? Like I always like Grambo. What I, she was sort of aspirational, to be honest. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I that's who I want to be. I want to be that person who's not afraid of things, who will go on adventures, who will do these things, and you know, not let age or anything constrain you. And I, I love, I loved that. So it was fun to kind of get into her skin and like and play that character when I'm writing it. And, yeah. I mean, Kiko is definitely a little more personal to that way because, you know, he's going – he's not feeling confident. He's not feeling worthy. He doesn't feel brave at all. Um, and those are things I've felt so many times. And so that one was very easy for me to be like, okay, I can, I can feel that way. How can, I, how can I get past this? So they're sort of lessons that I write for myself, you know, because for Kiko, it's, you know, any obstacle, you can overcome it. You can, you can do it. You just got to keep going. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm always sort of writing to teach myself a lesson sometimes. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, am I well, going to get this this time? Can I hear it? You know? Well, and I, I think that's, you know, I, I love both of your books and I, I, I'm just going to say I particularly love this one if I can do that um, because it, sure. it, I think adults always learn from children's books. I I don't yeah. know why, yeah. but when they're written right, it's like, oh, there's a lesson there. And that reminds me of me to the core. <laughs> yeah. Know? And, uh, and it's a, it's a good gentle reminder to keep you on track. I think that's why people love Dr. Seuss. There you go back yes. and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah sure. there's the whimsy in me or there's the reminder I needed. And kids' books are like yeah. that. And I, sometimes I think kids' books are really written for adults. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I love, I, I love, still, I still love reading picture books, you know. I mean, they're not, they're yeah. not just for kids. They're, they're not like, um, somebody wrote recently, I don't remember who it was, online about how picture books are, are just, the format that it takes it's actually not really the audience <laughs> it's like oh I love so, that. so anyone can read it and and to be honest when I'm writing them I don't think oh I'm going to teach the kids a lesson here but it always sort no. of ends up being something that I'm learning like I'm always like oh god yeah like I I totally get that and I hope the kids pick up on that too and they always do it's, it's amazing to me they they're, they're so smart yeah, no, it's, it's, they're they're both lovely. So okay, so Grambo and Kiko the Hawaiian Wave. Uh, where can people buy your books if if they're listening and want to go buy your books? Um, is it anywhere where books are sold? Um, Amazon's the best place. Some okay. bookstores do, but um, and they can always order it if it's not in your bookstore. Um, they can always do it that way. But Amazon's probably the Okay. And the, again, the publishers be there media, which is be there bedtime stories.com. And I think I love their little bookmarks too. Um, You sent me some bookmarks and these are so (laughs) bookmark person. I don't know why that shows my age. Oh, I collect them. I collect them. It's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Well, Yeah, I, I hear you. I kind of do too, but I, you admitted it first. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I'll take it. I'll we'll let you. Okay. We'll let you have that one. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, Beth Navarro's website is bethnavarro.com. That's N-A-V-A-R-R-O.com. So I clicked 
on her website, and it's so adorable. It's just, it's just beautiful, very clean website, and um, it says "Read, Write, Snack on Repeat for Life." And there's this little gra- <laughs> <laughs> there's this little graphic at the top, and I was wondering if you could talk talk about the graphic that's on your website beside your name. Oh yes, I'm so glad you noticed that. <laughs> Um, so the graphic is this is this drawing of a face that my um, my oldest daughter she's now eleven she drew this probably when she was three um, and she still draws she's incredible um, but I remember her she we, we were having a particularly bad day um, she was about three I was a stay at home mom at that point and I I mean I was writing um, but you know mom was definitely most of my day and. It was a tough one. It was a tough one for both of us. She didn't have a good day at preschool. I was really unsure. She has ADHD, so we were definitely, like, trying to just figure out how to make her world work a little better for her. Um, And I was really frustrated and sad. And you know what? And she was having the same day I was, except one thing. She wasn't getting upset about it. She understood what was happening. Like, she was like, I knew I had a bad day at school. Like, she was little, but she knew. But she let it go. And she drew that picture for me. And she was just like, I don't know, you know, why you're sad. We have to just do something fun right now. And I I loved, and I loved that. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) You know, and I love how, you know, art was just really healing. And I I totally believe that, that writing and, and art is just healing in general. And that's just something I always wanted to remember. And I loved that little face she made. <laughs> yeah, so cute. And I think we share the um, obsession for, for writing as well. I'm on your bio now. And it says, I know I'm meant to write because if I don't do it every day, I feel a compulsion to rip my eyebrows out. I'm with you. I need to read books <laughs> like I need air. Music is my daily vitamin. List making is my obsession. I love seeing pictures of destroyed and abandoned things. There's stories inside of them. And of, of the things ordered neatly, I love maps. One of my dreams is to have a young adult novel published with a map inside of it. Collect letters, you know, all, all these things. And, and you get en- endless inspiration from your daughters. Um, yes. I hear you. Elaborate for me on that because um, you kind of did, you know, you started to, but keep going because it's, mm-hmm. it's powerful. Somebody listening might hear you. Um, writing well. to me um, is so, oh gosh, it's just such a powerful thing. It's something that, you know, I joke about it in the bio, how I'm like obsessive about it, but it, it is something that I, I do. I just do every day because it's a part of me and it, and it really makes me who I am. And I do feel like it's incredible incredibly powerful. Um, I started actually journaling again last year. I had a really, Good. really difficult, really difficult year last year. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, we all have years like that, right? Where something happens oh, yeah. and really derails you. <laughs> and, Been there. you know, of course, yeah, right. <laughs> and of yeah. course, when that happens for me, um, what I did was something natural to me is I turned to words. I turned to the blank page because I knew what I could do with the blank page. I could fill it with something. And so I, I started journaling. And I hadn't done that regularly for, for a long time. Um, I always did, like, you know, when I was younger, I had journals full of horrible poetry and <laughs> all sorts of stuff. <laughs> But, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to make this a regular practice. And I really um, started doing it. And I started researching, finding all these different ways to journal and different ways to express yourself. And um, I, I, it was quite literally something that saved me. It was, um, it was very healing to me. It was, it was wonderful. I, I believe writing is something incredibly powerful. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think also um... – I've been learning, I've learned this over the years. Um, when, when I write something, um, I, when it first came out that you could comment on things, I used mm-hmm. to sit there and be like, oh, I hope everybody comments positively. I hope everybody, you know, d- says something nice. Right. I hope everybody loves this, you know, kind of thing. And then I'm like, as I'm getting older, I'm like, you know, you don't have to. Right. Right. <laughs> you, you don't have to. But, you know, it's it's my way of, you know, I guess you don't have to please everybody all the time. And I think so many people are worried 
in in different mediums of always making everybody happy. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You put yourself out there with whatever it is, whether it's a book or a blog or a movie or a radio show mm-hmm. or whatever. And I've I've learned, you know, I can't control how it's received. <laughs> no, you, know what you I mean? can't. I mean, you have to write it for for you and for because that's the only way it's going to really be authentic anyway. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, you got to let go of that. It's hard as that is. I mean, I say that like it's easy. It's so not. But <laughs> I know, well, you know, well, yeah. I was trying to help people listening with those comments. I'm trying to help somebody listening who might just be like stuck in that land of like, I don't know whether I should do this mm-hmm. or not. People might not like right. this. It's like, well, yeah, I don't know. it's not, you know, it's not about that. Like when you, when you write, you, ha- you kind of, you have to do it for yourself. You do. I mean, cause it comes from that, such a, that deep place inside you, you know, that's yeah. what it's really about. And then people connect to that though, is the thing. You will find the people that do connect to that. They're they're like, oh, that's me too, or I see that too, you know, because they can feel that. You can, I mean, right when you mm-hmm. when you read things that are really authentic, you can feel it, you know. Yeah, like your and, bio, um, you know, like I mean, uh, it's the first bio I've ever read where it's like I know I'm meant to write because if I don't every day, I feel a compulsion to rip my eyebrows out. I love it. (laughs) The first bio, it makes me want to redo my bio, quite frankly. I'm like, I think I need to be more real Uh, because I feel the same way. Like if I don't write every day, I get so annoyed. It's like, no, I have to write something every day, whether I publish it or not. Something's being written somewhere or scribbled on or whatever. Um, All right. So, yeah, I I love the the thinking behind all of what you do. you're also a proud oh, member of the New Hollywood, which has just been such a. I am. Oh, oh, they're just—it's such a long-time support that that. But I've I've had from Brianna Brown of the New Hollywood for years. I mean, since I mm-hmm. started Best Ever You, Brianna's been there. Yeah. Can I mean just day? You know, like almost day one. It's like, well, there you are, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and um, so, t- do you want to talk about the New Hollywood and your involvement and? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the New Hollywood was an, an amazing group. I, I knew Brianna years back from being in acting class for her, like, when I, back in a different life when I was acting. Yeah. And, like, I, and then I, I joined her group because she really, um, Brianna's such an amazing actress and just an amazing person, and she knows how to bring people together. And mm-hmm. her, I, I wanted to be part of what she was doing, and she created this group of, you know, Sancho socially conscious storytellers and change makers and and the idea was that we're here to support each other and help each other and then inspire others to to do the same to to rise higher in your life and and give give back to the community and I wanted to be a part of that and so I have been for gosh it's probably seven or eight years now yep and um yeah it's, it's been such a great experience I have to say it helps you it helps you see that there are people there who care about what you want to put out there. And it's, it's great to feel that support from a group and um, to just be inspired by all the cool things that they're doing. And, and it really helps you grow as a person. And I, I love having, if having people around you like that is so wonderful. Um, and then Brianna and I like created this book. Um, we created this guidebook called the manifesting your mission that we've actually used within the group for years. We've been kind of fine tuning it every year because it's essentially, it's helping you. It's like a planner. It's like an annual Mm -hmm. planner, Um, but it gives you exercises in there. It's a lot of stream of consciousness writing um, and just trying to figure out how you can really manifest the life that you really want. And we're not Mm -hmm. just talking about career. We're talking about, personal life you're you know just you like taking care of yourself and it's it's and it's been it's been so great kind of putting something together to help people guide themselves to to where they want to be oh yeah um I, you know just to comment on the new hollywood and brianna you know um it is uh really it's it's really hard to explain i hope i'm going going to our sorry i can't even talk i hope <laughs> i'm going to articulate this right um but n- it's very rare when somebody just flat out supports you mm-hmm. like in what do you need mode? How can I help? Yes. I mean, 
I've never encountered it again quite like Brianna. How can I help uh-huh. you? I'm here for you. I mean, yes. I think she, if I said, I need you to fly here, I think she would. <laughs> I mean, she's just, you know, I, I, she's just an unbelievable human being. It's, it's truly yeah. hard. Uh, you know, at first I'm like, wow, is that for real? I mean, it, it really, you know, kind of thing. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's the real deal. Like a true supporter of other yeah. human beings. Really hard to explain, yeah. but she is really a neat person. Yeah, she she's amazing, and it's and I love how she just gathered all these very like minded people together and was yeah, like, just everybody together is like whoa, there's so many amazing human beings on this planet, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I can't it's, wait for her to be a great. mom. It's going to be so exciting. Oh, I know that kid's going to be so. I cool. know, so excited for her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't remember if she's having a boy or a girl, but um, I think it's a boy, and that is so adorable. I can't remember, but um, oh my gosh, gosh. she's going to be the best mom ever. She's so adorable. (laughs) It's going to be great. It's going to be great to see how that changes her too, and you know, you know, you know how that is. I mean, when you oh yeah, change you do like you expand your. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah, mine are older now. Mine are sixteen, eighteen, twenty, and twenty-two, all boys. But um, oh wow. yeah, I can remember when they were zero, two, four, and six to this day, and just being like, I just need a shower, just you know, yeah, like five minutes. The very basic <laughs> <Just a> shower. <laughs> oh my gosh! Five yes, minutes. I remember those days too. <laughs> yep. I'm sure you're navigating anyway. a whole other thing now with them older. It's a whole different ballgame, right? It's a whole completely yeah. different ballgame, and. I wish um, it gets harder to write about them because, you know, they're their own adults mm-hmm. now and yes. you don't want to be, t- it's, you just respect their privacy and their lives. So it gets, mm-hmm. it, it's tricky what to write about because I used to write about them all the time. Um, and yeah, now they know it. The same and, thing. Yeah. yeah. And now, now I really have to ask for permission and I do ask for permission, whether it's a photograph I put out of them or anything written mm-hmm. about them or anything, cause you know, it's their life and they're grownups now. Um, but I will tell you the, the trickiest moment I've had, um, I'm 48 now back it up to 2013 was dropping our oldest son off at college. That was oh. the, the most bizarre moment I've had to date where I've just like, it, it was like, kind of like, you know, like if you sped up a movie, it's like, where uh-huh. did that time go? Where did it go? Oh. Like, I remember you being this like tiny little pip squeaky thing. And it just, mm-hmm. it just sort of all dawned on me all at once. Like, whoa, that went by yeah. way fast. Really I'm bizarre. I'm scared of that moment. The college moment, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's so crazy well, it's to cool me. Moment, I'm tonight. Though, yeah. yeah. Tonight what? What's tonight? Oh, tonight I'm going to my oldest has her middle school like orientation night tonight. <laughs> and moment. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking yep. out. I'm like, what? I go, I, she was just, she was just three drawing that little logo for me. I know. <laughs> like, I'm like, what happened now? She's like 11. What? Yeah, wait, it it just is, there's a couple moments where you're like, wow, did that time just buzz by? And so now yeah. there's one, one out, you know, job, apartment, you know, truck, all that stuff. And then there's, we have two in college uh, at once. And then one who's a sophomore in high school and just, it is, it's a, with everybody out of the house a little bit, the time is different. It's uh-huh. been a really huge adjustment. So that's our therapy for wow. today. Thank you, Beth. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for exactly. listening. I was going to say, I'm going to pop 25 I'm bucks in the mail. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be like, okay, quarter hour. Hash of that. I'm at the college doorstep. What do I do? <laughs> too funny. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's trippy. So when you get there, holler because um, uh, by that time I'll be like 80. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway. Oh, too funny. All right, so let's. Um, yeah. We have a caller on the phone, um, and so okay. a caller from the nine one three area code. I may pop in and pull you live on the show if you have a question to ask. Um, if not, I you know just let me know when I make your f- phone call live here in a minute. I'm going to do that. But first, we're going to talk about manifesting your mission. Um, yes. And so, yeah, I would love for you to talk about manifesting your mission because this is a book you've written with Brianna Brown. Yes, 
Yeah, I mean, this has been in process for so long. Brianna and I, um, and we're being part of the group, it was always, you know, let's plan our goals for the year. Let's focus on what we really want to do. And we did a lot of the exercises as a group anyway when we started. And then at a certain point, I had approached Brianna and I said, I think let's try to make this something like formalize it a little bit. Let's make something like a book that people can really refer to and really work on and so we can really cultivate our goals. And, um, and so that's what we did over the years. And it's, it's really um, now it's available to the public. Um, but we've really curated it and seen what's worked within the group over the years, mm-hmm. what's worked for people as far as what help, helps them figure out the goals they really want to go after. And, you know, I'm a planner by nature. I'm a Virgo through and through. So, so I love yep, I am writing as well. stuff down. I love planning. And, and it really, I mean, it really works. And, but, but to be honest, you kind of have to just do you with the book. There's no, like, you have to do it a certain way. Um, you, you really, you know, figure out your goals, how, what, what works for you. Well-rounded goals are really important too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, so Brianna and I really worked on it over the years because we wanted to share what the group learned because we saw people really achieving what they wanted to achieve and really living the lives that they've always wanted to live. And we wanted to share that. So we created Manifest Your Mission. Yeah, it's it's uh, brilliant, actually. And um, I'm going to just share a little bit more about, but like, if I can with you, I'll give you another $25 yes. about how I've used the book. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, um, tell me how it's worked for you. Well, yeah, so the book came my way, and it's a pretty thick book, and it's it's uh, like kind of almost like spiral-bound but heavy. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. You know, I wonder how I'm going to use this. And it was really cool because the day I got the book, a quote came my way. And it was just kind of one of those days. And it said, a year from now, you'll wish you started today. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what that meant to me. I'm like, a year from now, you'll wish you started today. And I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting. And I've got this book. That's so hmm, I think I'm taking a year to figure out what I'm going to do. And one of the things that always bugs me, and I, everybody who knows me knows this is my weight. Uh, always. And I'm never, I'm five, two and every pound on me shows. I mean, it, it can be five pounds. It can be two pounds. It just shows all the time. And I'm, I had a, when I, in 2006, I got in stage worthy shape for Vegas to be Mrs. Maine. Uh-huh. I mean, super in shape, toned everything and all that stuff. And I'm like, this is my year. I'm going to go back to that. And so I'm on pound 11 gone now. Awesome. Isn't that fun? That's great. That is <laughs> yeah. so great. And I've been using the book, and just kind of that quote is put up. I have a whiteboard, actually, in my office uh-huh. with um, my goals and stuff like that. And I know it's for different things. People use it for different things, but there's one example. And then I wrote some other goals, and I've been sort of applying it to those goals as well. But that's mm-hmm. one I just thought I'd share with you um, and the audience. because so I think glad. everybody can yeah. relate to, to weight loss. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, and it's when you work, when the, the book, what really it helps you do too, and I'm, I'm, and you tell me how, what your experience was, is it really helps you figure out how to break down the goals too. Yes. To really make it happen through the year. Cause you, you know, and how you can be successful because for instance, you know, if your goal is, you know, I want to be signed with the best agent in the literary you know, book world. I mean, that's great, except for none of that's really in your control. You know, yeah. what what really helps, and I'm sure you did this because you know how to do this, is like you have to make goals that are something that you can do. Like for that goal, for instance, I would say something like, I'm going to query the agents that I, you know, really connect with and love that I would want to share my story with. Because that's something yes. that you can do. And then that will get to you to where you want to be. Um, and that can help with, because cause some people get down too, because they're like, I didn't achieve my goal. And it's like, well, what was it? Was it really something within your control? You know, and a lot of the times it's not. A lot of, a lot of times that's where the issue is. And I think it can, when yeah. you just flip how you're looking at it, it can really help. 
Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, the action steps needed. Because, yeah, you know, if it is a lofty goal like that, like, oh, I want to be, you know, I want to win an Academy Award. Well, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Newsflash, yeah. you're so not in control of that. So, yeah. step one, yeah. you know, first of all, I need to be an actress, maybe take a class or two, you know, <laughs> or whatever, you know. There's a yeah. whole series of steps that go to, you know, to be right. standing on that stage getting your Academy Award. Um, you know, exactly. it's, it's real fun mm-hmm. to dream like that, but there's a lot of work involved. And um, I don't you know, things don't happen just like, oh, yeah, you're great. Here, have an award. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Because then you're just Sometimes, setting yourself but... up to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or or some people do things like, yeah, I want to be published by, you know, not, you know, by a traditional publisher. And then they'll mm-hmm. ask somebody else, like, uh, can you help me achieve this? And it's like, well, it's not my control either. Uh, you know, right, I, exactly. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. So, yeah, there's some, I, I love the fact that, uh, that it's realistic like that, but I also love the fact that it keeps you on track daily because I think that's yes. my downfall. Mm-hmm. I'll put a goal out there and then, you know, kind of like New Year's two weeks from now, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was the goal, huh? Well, you know, that's a yeah. great pizza, you know, or whatever, you know, yeah. forget <laughs> what my, my goal was. And so um, this has really kind of kept me on track daily. It's it's very neat. So mm-hmm. it's it's just clever. It's um yeah, because it's not like a, 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 a calendar per se. It's a daily goal reminder, even monthly. Yeah. Right? It's structured. It's like month, daily, monthly, yearly, and it's however you want to mm-hmm. use it. So I thought exactly. it was cool. Exactly, and because you're right, you do need to be thinking about it. And, it. and it's one of those things like somebody's like, well, you know, that's a lot to do. And it's like, well, if it's something that you really want, though, you will. And and it's one you of will. those things that I, I've had years where I've had goals in the new Hollywood and like, you know, I haven't done it like year after year. And then I'll realize I'm like, well, maybe it's because I don't really want to do that. <laughs> Isn't that true? You know? yeah. And then, it's, yeah, and then it's like, Oh, okay. Is this just avoidance or do I actually really not want to do it? And sometimes it's like that you just don't want, want that. You're like, okay, let's think about what I really want then. You know, yeah. and that's what the book can do, too, is that we do a lot of stream of consciousness stuff that really kind of hones into, oh, that's what I really am looking for right now. Yeah, or talented at, you know, um, or, exactly, you yeah. know, sometimes people go against their natural gifts and talents, and it's it's like, I really want mm-hmm. to do that. I'm like, but you're good at that. You know, focus on that. You're great at it. And, and yeah. it's interesting how that works. All right, I'm going to pull this caller. 913, if you're listening, I'm going to pull you up live on the air, and if, if you don't want to talk live on the air, um, just say I'm good or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Hello, hello, nine one three. Did you want to? Did you want to ask a question? Sure. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Wonderful. Yeah, this is Jim Beach from Kansas City. Um, I wanted to call and ask. I, I looked at a little bit of what you do, and I'm very impressed. By the way, I, I definitely am going to get both of the books. But wanted to ask you what. What did you have in like? What were you thinking about when you decided to write for young adults or kids? And uh, when you write, what do you? What's the thought you have in the process of writing, as far as getting their attention? Oh, that's great. Um, let me see. So, for kids, um, it's really like what what I like about it the most is I, I didn't actually totally learn this actually until my first book came out. But um, when I visited a school and I read books out loud to them, I saw, I saw something. Um, when you when mm. you write to kids, you see, you see an immediate connection happen. I could be a very shy person, but when I go into storytelling mode, I'm like totally alive, and I really <laughs> loved it. And I'll like go full out, right? And and, and what what was cool and what I realized why I wanted to be writing for kids. It's because the kids are all in. They're all in yeah. right away. You know, there's no skepticism there. There's no, like, is she going to be any good? Like, you know, <laughs> they're just there. You know what I mean? They're, like, in it. They want to feel it. And, and that's what I think – that's why I, I like writing for kids and why I think it's sort of important is because they're, like, sponges, and they just want to learn and feel it and and learn things and connect. And that's what, that's what writing for kids does. And that's why I like to do it. Um, Cause it just creates that connection and that compassion and that empathy. Um, and you see it firsthand when you write for kids. And so I love that. Um, 
And what was your do other you, question? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, did did, did uh, we you, ask, uh, answer your question? Yeah, you actually answered both of them in that um, it was what made you, you know, consider writing. And I guess reading to kids, you saw something that's uh, that answered that yeah. question. And yeah, so awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank yeah, thank you welcome. for your question, Jim. That's a powerful question. And Beth, you know, it made me think of, um, it made me think about how much I wish I could sit all four of my boys down and just read them you know, like giraffes can't dance or something. <laughs> you know, yeah. doing that. Like, I think I'm going to make them do that. You're going to listen to your mother, kids. <laughs> you know? But, you know, oh I, my God. I miss you reading that, my though. kids so much. That was, yeah. oh, every holiday yeah. I would get out the books that go with that holiday and we'd sit and read all of them and everything. I mean, so much fun. I, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, don't you just love reading to kids? Um, I love it. I love it so much. It's it's like my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> How's that so going fun. with your middle schooler? <laughs> oh well, you know what? She she she, cool she would it? have me read to her every day. Oh yeah, she oh, loves it. Good. She's like obsessed with reading, and yeah, I probably don't read to her enough in in her eyes still. Which I'm like, oh thank God, I love that she's still into it <laughs> oh. and loves it, and you know. Yeah. Oh, you know, it was really funny. Yeah. Our our college baseball player had a had a form he had to fill out to play with the collegiate baseball team this summer, and one of the questions was, "What's your favorite book?" And he and we we just happened to be down there when he got the questionnaire, and and he's like, "Can I put Go Dog Go down?" <laughs> like, uh, absolutely. <laughs> like, I think you can, Cal. He put some else down, but uh, it was so funny. I'm like, I know that's your favorite book, so you, I think you should. I think Go Dog Go earns it. You should write that. Oh, so yeah. funny. He, I think he was afraid people were going to make fun of him. I'm like, that's a great book, though. Oh, Influential. And I, I love that actually. I love that story because that really proves a point that like children's books matter, like they do, yeah. like because they stick with people, right? I mean, yes. Oh gosh. Yeah, you you remember those books that really made an impression. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you about writing. I want to go back to writing for a little bit. I want to talk about yeah. um, ki- writing with kids because that's another mm-hmm. area. Um, yeah. You know, like I have, a, I have a goal, and it would be to teach a class where um, I guess really anybody of any age could show up, but I wish it would be kids. Mm-hmm. And just sit and write like an hour, six o'clock at night, everybody shows up to the community center and we just sit and write. That's like one of my goals and dreams. Um, Uh Nothing's wrong. It doesn't have to be punctuated perfectly. You can even draw Mm -hmm. the picture with the writing if you want to. But how much do you love kids actually writing? Oh, I I love it. I love it. Um, like, like I wish I I was I thought about teaching like a class for kids or something. I don't know how I would structure that yet. But my my daughter, both of them, um, are actually really like really creative people. My older one especially really wants to do her whole thing. Is she's an illustrator too, so she wants to do mm-hmm. graphic novels and she loves story writing. And I think I think kids writing is incredibly powerful. When I visit schools, I, I give them an exercise to do usually. And what's cool, and I love it that in so many classes kids journal all the time because I think that's an important exercise, not only in just learning how to, you know, the basics of writing. It's not really mm-hmm. about that to me. To me, it's like this is a way for you to just kind of express yourself, you know. And you sure. see the power in it when you see kids do it. You know, and um, I, yeah, I think kids kids writing is great. They need to do even more of it. I yeah, think. I, I I do too. Now I'm on your website again because I'm a creature of your website, I guess. And I clicked on the tab <laughs> giving back, <laughs> and yeah. so it says read to a child. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's a couple organizations that there's like three things I was wondering if maybe you could touch on. Be there, Bright Stars sure. Network, first book, and the National Women's History Museum. Um, and then there's oh, Donna's yeah. good things. You can you pick one or two or whatever whatever comes up for you and oh my tell gosh, us about there's them. So many on there. I, I I love. Yeah, Read to a Child is a fantastic organization. I work with them occasionally um, to do. I I give a uh, author presentation to a school um, that usually can't afford having authors there to talk about stories, and we give them books too. Um, and these are kids that, that don't have a lot of books, um, 
and uh, they really bring writing and reading into the into these kids, and it's a wonderful organization. Highly recommend if you've never worked with them. Um, they do a lot of volunteering. Like if you ever want to go to a school and read to kids, and it's just, just mm-hmm. that simple. But that bond is I can't tell you how powerful it is because I've mm-hmm. seen these people who volunteer and their kids who, they, who they've read to all year at the end. And it's so like, it's made a difference in their life. It really has. Yeah, um, definitely. And, and yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's, it's, it's a really cool organization. I can't speak highly Good. enough about them. Right. So and the National to- Women's History Museum, I love too. Um, I've had them history. on the show before, and they're uh, quite inspirational yeah. and have grown because, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. had them on the radio show when they were just starting out, and now it's totally changed. Mm-hmm. This is years ago. Yes. So let's let's yeah. talk about them for a minute because they're, they're making – they're powerful. This is Very neat. powerful. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if people know, but there really isn't a museum, a brick-and-mortar museum um, for right. women's history. And so that's what they're trying to create um, in Washington, D.C., with all the big museums. They want a National Women's History Museum. Right now they are online, um, and it's an incredible resource if you go to their website. Um, but very inspirational. Um, I can't wait. When, when that museum opens, I'm going to be – I want to be front of the line. <laughs> I'm be right in there. <laughs> I, I think I'll be there as I well. Uh, yeah, quite yeah. powerful. So, all right. So we're yeah. going to run out of time here, but I want to um, ask you, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Um, I've got one thing um, because, you know, I, I noticed that you've been nominated four years in a row for the Los Angeles Business Journal Women Making a Difference mm-hmm. Awards for your writing. Um, yes. That's a pretty nice nod in your direction, right? Yeah, that felt really good. Um, a lot of those nominations came from when I was doing my mom blog, when I was, I was writing online a lot about, about my girls. And um, that was such, it was such a writing in that way, like in, in essay form is actually a real passion for me. I've got, I've gotten back to it a little bit um, mm-hmm. cause it is journaling in a way, I guess, cause it's, <laughs> you're just yeah. putting yourself out there. It's a little more curated, but um and I yeah I was really honored to be nominated for that. Um, I do, like, like you were mentioning earlier actually I don't really actually write about my girls much anymore because they're older and and I yes. you know now now they're aware <laughs> you know so I'm yeah, like, I it's, wanna, just a, it's, it's your life now I don't want to infringe yeah. I, but, I would yeah. feel sorry, actually, for my kids if they grew up with Instagram and they were babies because they probably each have their own oh. page. And, like, every time they breathed, I'd be like, well, here's a picture of them. You know? <laughs> That'd be so oh, annoying. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I try but, to be a little careful because they're like, are you posting that? Like, I take a picture. I'm like, but, you know, you're, like, adorable right now. I'm taking and posting that. I actually feel sorry. There are days when I feel sorry for my cat. Like, I'm sorry. You're just so cute. <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway. But, yeah, um, so I hear you. Yeah, you've got to be respectful of, of their their own beings when they, yeah. you know, all, the whole time uh, that, they're, that they're here. But, you know, um, I, it just sort of dawned on me one day. I'm like, I can't be writing that about you. I, I can. Yes. I can, but it's rude. So, no. Um, you know, kind of thing. And it wasn't anything bad about them or anything like that, but it, you know, just, it, you know, it's just, it, everything's changed. The internet's just so out there. You don't want to be. Yeah. Doing that. So yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. So what do you, do Definitely you write about now? More protective. How's your mom blog changed well, then? Oh, you know what? I don't actually blog that much anymore. I'm concentrating more on, you know, my own writing. And so what I'm working on now is I've written, a couple um, young adult novels that I'm hoping oh, nice. to get out there. And, and, and yeah, and, and to be honest, a lot of the writing I've done in the last year, which has been insanely helpful for me personally, is something mm-hmm. I probably won't ever share. And it's all the journaling that I've done because, and I've realized how important it is for me to do that for myself. Um, and, 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 it, and it makes me a better writer, to be honest. Yeah, love it. But yeah. 
And, and that's great. That's great feedback. Um, I, I actually had a guest on um, Tuesday, Philip Andrew. He's out there in Los Angeles as well. He's a TV producer. And uh-huh. um, he was talking about, you know, I was on his website and he was talking about his blog also. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, writing or blog, whatever you want to call it. But, it, you know, same yeah. thing, therapeutic for him. Um, and he goes a little, you know, gets a little bit bummed if he doesn't write all the time and write more. Mm-hmm. He was talking about writing more for the sort of the same reason. So I think a lot of us must do that. And yeah. One way. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I know I, I, um, I tend to do that. And I also take a lot of pictures. Like I, I'm, oh, me I, too. Yeah. I do. I'm always out there with my camera and I actually finally did like an Instagram for it, but it was more just for myself to organize myself. Yeah. I'm like, if anybody actually likes one of my pictures, that's great. Actually, oh, so funny. Um, somebody said, you should put up a Redbubble, which is a website, red, redbubble.com. And um, oh, I put yeah. some of the pictures of cows that I've taken because I love cows. It's the Iowa and me. Don't uh-huh. just go with it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> people have been buying my pictures of cows. I, I had it. a sale the other day for like $1.24. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> it was yes. the coolest dollar twenty four I've ever earned in my entire Somebody life. Somebody needed that cow photo. <laughs> Somebody needed my cow. Oh, I was That's dying. Amazing. I'm like, I put it out. I put my cow out there. I'm like, somebody will buy this. I know. And I'm like, no. And it's been, it's probably been three or four years that cow's been out there. I bet it was my husband just to make me feel good or something. <laughs> There's like a secret <laughs> cow picture up in our closet. Or <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. He's up in his office somewhere. <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll go. I'll visit one day and be like, "There's the cow." Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, anyway. <laughs> All right, Beth. <laughs> it's been so much fun <laughs> talking with you, and um, it's been great talking with you. And uh, give Brianna a big hug for me. And um, if if she doesn't let us all know when that baby's born, give me a shout, text me, or whatever, because that gets to be a busy for time sure. of the year when you need your friends to make the announcements. Um, yeah, but, um, life can yeah, get crazy it. pretty quick. Oh yeah. Shoot, just wait. Um, all right. It's been a joy talking with you and, um, thank you for being my guest and thank you for being here. Um, and, uh, that's Beth Navarro, everybody. I, I really would love for you to go to Amazon and buy both of her books if you would. Um, because when we have guests on here on best ever you, um, yes, we have people who have books to sell and things like that, but these are folks that also in turn buy your books or click on your website or support you as well. Cause that's the nature of the best ever you network. It's a, it's a huge network of trust. And um, so when we bring our guests on here, we hope that you engage them and listen to the show and share it. And, and if the show has touched your life, we hope that you'll pass it on to somebody who you think can benefit from it. That's really the goal. And um, I know you guys all know it's grassroots. Um, we're over a couple million downloads now and it's this method. It's not advertising. I am. I do admit I am husband funded at moments. <laughs> that cow, I can see it. Dollar twenty four is coming back at me. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> yes. Um, but um, you know, you you guys get my point. It's it's totally grassroots. So when you really do share the show or tweet the show or call in like Jim did, it matters and it makes us all smile and we're we're really grateful and very appreciative and. Um, so thank you so much. And um, so Kiko, the Hawaiian wave is beautiful. Yeah. And then Grambo. And Beth wrote them. So Beth Navarro. And Kiko is, um, did I say that right? Kiko? I just messed Kiko's myself right. up. Yep. Kiko right. Yeah. Kiko. That's illustrated by Cami Abel, right? Mm-hmm. That's that right. right. And then Grambo yeah. is illustrated, this one's easier, by Betsy Hamilton. Um, and they're both just <laughs> great books and I hope you'll get that and then we have a third a third book manifesting your mission um Beth where can people buy manifesting your mission I didn't ask you that before we go you can get that directly from Brianna Brown's website okay I'll put a link up on that yeah. so people can get that because that's really helpful will you tell her that too I, I know she'll probably listen and stuff but I will just make sure she knows my little story there because I haven't texted her lately to tell her absolutely I'm headed to the 20 pound mark so yay all awesome. right everybody so yes <laughs> yes and I'm not thank blogging you. about it or anything so all right everybody thank you so much for listening have a great day 
um, BethNavarro.com, Kiko the Hawaiian Wave and Grambo, and Manifesting Your Mission. And um, we hope you'll listen and share the show. We love you. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you to Beth for being here. Take care, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Beth. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You.